Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 63, still the seventh of Neth. Dabs, thank you for that story last time, Paul. We finally learned a little bit of what Dabs' meditation process is like. Love it. Thank you. They returned from their spell prep. We're back on the Selen Starling. We've we've asked Skywin if she would (laughs) get the boat out of here, at least for the day. She's willing to take the ship out onto the lake and then bring it back a day from now and see what the situation is. And we were sort of we had sort of left things off in the middle of a conversation about what our plan of action is. Still go up, still go up and clear out the fort, take the fight in some way to Iris Hill before they get a chance to rally the, their own troops tonight at midnight. I know we've got this insect scout spell to cast. Is that the first thing we're going to do today, Paul? Oh, that's my suggestion is that let me send these scouts out and uh, while we're talking about what to do next, they can get started. I agree. Any objections? None. No. All right. right. So dabs. (laughs) This is fascinating. What do you get, two? I think I only get one right now. One right now. That's probably good because if this is a favorite spell of Eustalaw, they might be... (laughs) Look out, or know, know what to look for, you know? The fewer the better, I think. So Dab's like goes to the rail of the ship and starts intoning to the intoning their deep understanding of the city. <laughs> and uh, a beetle, a small black beetle, crawls over the edge of the rail and up onto Dab's fingertip. We all see Dab's sort of whisper to the beetle very, very quietly. And then the beetle seems to almost nod its understanding. <laughs> Dabs sets the beetle back down on the rail of the ship and the beetle goes about its business and let's see when it returns. Okay. I know you don't know. <laughs> we'll just talk for Start talking. seven hours. <laughs> All right. The beetle is off on their way to scout out Iris Hill. So cool. One of the things that I had thought last time, but that I wanted to say that we should do is to drain the Stellas of any energy they have so that it cannot be used to teleport. The two that we can get to and see cannot be used to teleport anywhere. We think they can't, I think, based on the level of light coming from them now. But I do agree we should do the transmitting, receiving until they are both drained. That is an easy task. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe while we're still talking about which of the two fortified locations we're going to hit tonight, we can climb up on top of Gladiolus Hill, Gladiolus Hill and Crocus Hill and take care of those two remaining star Stella. Just talk to each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How so, are you? Fine. Clutching your unholy symbols of Haster, we drain the two the two star steely of the remaining charges. <laughs> on Crocus Hill, are there still bodies there at all? There's just the one of the no Mohawk fin. Oh, that's <laughs> right. right. Which I think I think we did it say at some point you drag him down to the you know you took care of that body somewhere, so at the moment no bodies up there, but we don't know if there are any in. We don't. Iris Hill, unknown there. I think suspicions are that there probably is one somewhere, and that there may be many bodies. Many, yeah, many bodies. It may be fully charged, but to make the great harvest happen, they need all three of them. It seems like they do. Yeah. So, and it seems like they need our, we're doing our powerful best. adventurers or powerfully yeah. wealthy people to power the stone atop of Gladiolus Hill. They need. Do we know? Are there any of those people left in town? Very few. 
but they I mean, must be other there. than Stasi, Bates, and Barnabas. Yeah, could I and could us? I make a lo- knowledge local check? <laughs> sure. Twenty-two. I bet Barrow and Kessel's bodies down at the bottom of Iris Hill. Hmm. So you would, uh, Roni would suspect there probably is sufficient fodder left in town. Folks like Cleta Binter, who was definitely an adventurer before opening up her smithy. Sifting through the mists of his mind, he's pretty sure the two owners of Builder's Hall, which is uh, sort of a construction concern, are aristocrats from a foreign nation that might perhaps uh, have some power to them. There's, of course, Centilar Rui, who is a leveled alchemist. There are, yeah, there are there are folks in town. How long would it take to gather those folks up and put them on the ship? Or even just talk to the sleepless agency and go, Can you gather these Can you up? let these people know that they are going to be targeted yeah. tonight, possibly? Yeah. And they should either be prepared or hide. There's got to be a high level of paranoia in the town for that to land easily. 100%. For sure. I love the like idea of, of turning the using the sleepless agency as a resource there yeah. to, to take care of that particular part of the job. All right, they're on it. They're working. They're going to make their way through town, and they're going to use make, use their best judgment based on the more information they have than Roni even does sure. about you know who's got who's got who's money, got wealth, or experience in yeah. the past. Who's <laughs> yeah. got some juice? Yeah. All right. We've drained that. We've let people know. Mean. Maybe telling Skywin to wait until to give those people enough time, yeah. and even that want to go on the ship. Sure, sure, great. So Skywin will Skywin will do that. This is probably used up about an hour of our time, so we'll think of it about six o'clock now. Are the bugs back? They're not back quite yet. <laughs> well, I mean, are we going to talk about yeah. what we want to do? <laughs> yeah. I um, I, I guess I think I I vote for clearing out Hail Course. My only hesitation in going to Iris Hill is the presence of the stranger, um, who I don't believe we are anywhere near being prepared to confront. Otherwise, I like the plan of catching them unaware, but I don't like the plan of getting trapped there and subject to the stranger's mouth knowledge of us. Well, here uh, here's, here's yes. my thought, is that if they're in Iris Hill, they're, if they're if that one is currently charged, that Stella, they're not going to want to use it, right? They're going to want to save that energy. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come out and they're going to like make their way through the town and pick up whoever they need. So we could stay away from Iris Hill enough that we get some distance uh-huh. and then we could, we could pick a spot where we think they're going to be and then we could ambush them. I don't mind that. I'm only against... Doing Wasting the fort. resources at the fort. Yeah. Understood. Though though the resources that are there could be used against us by the people at Iris Hill. If they are trying to gather enough bodies together, they might use as many hands on deck that they have, right? So that includes the undead at the keep mm-hmm. or the you know, whatever else is living back there. Everybody give me a perception check. What do we got, Dabs? Oh, uh, 22. Nice, Roni. 25. Mm -hmm. Or 27 (laughs) for traps. You're not checking for traps. (laughs) Uh, Gripper. 13. Perfect. Perfect. And Dora? (laughs) 20. Okay. Um, Dabs and Roni 
would both have caught because the fort is in plain view of the town as you're walking around taking care of the Stellas. The front doors are wide open exactly as you left them. Mm -hmm. There is no evidence that a a re-sealing up has happened up there. And we can't see any figures. You see nobody moving about. As far it looks exactly like you left it. I bet there is an underground passage between Fort Halecourse and Iris Hill, and that's where they retreated to. Roni, you said you uh, recognized my blend spell. Do you know monkeyfish? Yeah. Well, if you can swim, and I can turn myself into something that can swim, we could maybe see if we can find our way up through the well in the bottom. I can't hold my breath that long. I thought, I thought monkeyfish let you swim. It just gives you a swim speed. It doesn't let you hold your breath. And Roni is narrowing his eyes. <laughs> Why are you trying to get me trapped <laughs> underwater? Trying to get me trapped underwater breathe. and drown me down there, you fish person. <laughs> but. Good thought, though. I but mean, good thought, that, yeah. That is something you could do on your own, and that is something that Dora could do if she wanted to use some first level spells. Second level spells. Second level spells. Yeah, let's split the party and send them down. Uh, it would be things. like all of my second level spells. There's no way. You're going to drain my resources in the way you are suggesting. I just, I just put out ideas. GM Rob. <laughs> I could though. I could scout ahead, not using a lot of resources with the with my cloak and with my ability to change. From uh, beneath Roni's house, you don't even know about that house, probably, right? No. So we know of an underground waterway oh. to Hailcalls from somewhere in the lake. Yeah, and you would know yes. where from your visualization of it. Nearby to Roni's house. Near, nearby. Oh, well, we know where it comes out in the lake. I would be very wary of sending you on your own in such a long swim, but it may be worth the information. Yeah, I think it's worth the information. Just when you come up the well, there are dogs. Might still be alive and still well, what, very Didn't hungry. we see... Did, I don't recall, but did we dogs, see a well? I got this uh, potion of... Uh, non-detection of animals. You could drink this and that would protect you from the dog. So I think this idea of you going out in the, the lake the potion, really? and double checking <laughs> would really be a great idea. Give us some more information. Is it really like bone broth or something? No, he actually has a potion of animal non-detection. He also has a vial with D written on it. <laughs> that is <laughs> fucking poison. Dabs can certainly cast Detect Magic and uh, analyze any auras of anything Roni hands them if they wish to. Um, did I recall, the player Polly's trying to recall, was there a well in the... In the un- courtyard. Yes, but underneath, also in the... We didn't see Underdark? You would assume the way these things are done is that there's probably a well that comes up, or basically based on the vision that Dora had from reading the mind, the well comes up in some subterranean room and then above that, there is another hole that the well is accessed from above. But we didn't see that subterranean room when we were down there. Correct. So yeah, the well does open up into the basement of Fort Hill Course. To a part that, yes, Katie, to your point, you have not yet So seen. you could lower a bucket from the yep. courtyard, but you couldn't necessarily climb up to the courtyard. You would, you would be climbing up into this basement room. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I would also hesitate to send Dabowick on their own because I'm sure they are who the insect scouts report to. Right. And we wouldn't be able to, you know, we should all be together for that. Agreed. I think you would estimate the total amount of time to go there and back is about 20 minutes. Oh. 
So I could just go and come back and it would cost us really no resources. That's fun. I'm just scouting. I like the idea. Would you stay, could you stay connected to me through some sort of message? That would be amazing. Um, mm, uh, no. You have to be able to, to send the message. You have to be able to point at the person and whisper. Oh. So it isn't just an open... It can function as an open channel as long as I can see everyone who's connected. But if I can't, then no. It's a good I, idea. I will throw this in, too. It, the, the insect scouts spell does say that the insects return to the caster, not to the location of the casting of the spell. Yeah, I know. So I just think Dabbuk yeah. should be with us when they return. Right, right, right. Yeah. But if there was ever any concern of, like, we got to go back to the boat and we have to be there at a certain no, time. No, yeah. It okay. wasn't what I was thinking. Just for Roni's sake, I think we should all be there when the scouts report. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to totally understand what the bugs say. Because <laughs> you won't trust. Well, you'll see at least that they right. reported <laughs> that they came back. <laughs> And be able to make a sense motive check on Dabba. I, I don't know. Like once I distrust them, I don't think that it. I yeah, I think you're locked trust in again until until you're dormant. Until I'm dormant. Yeah. <laughs> so. So what you say about me? Uh, just scouting. Um, is that what I'm doing? Just to scout and so see if that's a way we could go in. It, we're just looking at what the, the where the well comes up. Yeah. What's in that room? At the fort. So entering Maybe entering by Roni's house or going in and going into the well. In Enter, the fort. Entering in, by Roni's house. Entering by Roni's house. To Which, come to be clear, up. is not through Roni's house. Through right, right, but near, that, that, yeah. that, that near yeah, there, yeah. yes. But coming up inside the well. Yeah. So we're splitting the party. So Dabs goes to the edge of Lake and Carthen. And turns into, into a bogard. Scum are monstrous humanoids, and... You can't turn into I can't one. turn into a monstrous mm-hmm. humanoid. So a bogard is a... Frog-like humanoid. Oh, frog person. Love it. Oh, that's so. Fun. So Dabwick's eyes sh- start to shift to the side of their face, and their <laughs> nose flattens story. out, and their smile goes really wide, and their skull cracks and flattens, and their fingers go long, and their toes grow long and grow webbed. And they become a frog I person. I love it. Do you have dark vision? Is that? Uh, yes, this is swim and yep. dark vision. Amazing. That's so cool. Amazing. Yeah. All right. They are not amphibious. They just have an ability to hold their breath for an incredibly long time. So Dabwick dives into Lake and Carthen as a frog person. <laughs> and disappears below the waves. Dab, all you've got is Dora's hazy description based on the inside of somebody's mind to follow. A scum's mind, I'm pretty sure. A warped scum's mind. And you descend deeper and deeper, and the lake itself is shockingly deep. There isn't a long plateau of shallow water. Like it just, it's like sheer drop offs off of all these islands down. It's why these, why ships can come into these narrow waterways because there's actually like, the bottom is not close. Wow. Dabs dives down, down, down into the murky water and finds this very small, like medium sized creature hole. <laughs> exactly where expected and takes their frog self in. 
swimming, swimming, this is like aliens. swimming, 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 swimming. The tunnel. the tunnel gets more narrow and more narrow. There are parts where you have to squeeze yourself through not quite escape artist level cracks, but like tight, tight squeeze. Yeah, Dabok's actually bigger than they normally are. Oh, yeah. In this oh, film. yeah. <laughs> you do. I'm disorienting. Winding, 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 winding. Until finally, you do reach the bottom of what is clearly a manufactured stone well. You're at the bottom of the well right now, underneath Fort Hillcourse. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to stealthily try to come to the surface and look, make a perception check to see what's around. Give me that stealth check. Can you do it so just your beady little eyes little come up out of the top of the water? Dabs, don't die. God. That is a 23. I love this. Oh my god. I hate it when got that backup character ready. I hate it. No, the this is this is no, this is super cool superhero shit that Paul's doing right now. <laughs> awesome. awesome. It is awesome. I'm going to just drop you all on a map so you can see what oh, what Paul sees here. I'm repeating Johnny's foray into the library. <laughs> foray. Foray? I think you mean foie gras. (laughs) What a faux pas. It's foiree into the foyer. This is cool. I'm being the rogue next time, guys. Okay, everybody get ready for this. This Okay, this is bring it. Oh my god. (laughs) So, Dabwick emerges silently (laughs) into a 20 by 20 foot circular chamber surrounding this circular well to find five of the undead soldiers holding their long swords and staring silently to a closed door to the south. They are not moving. They're just watching the door and waiting. (laughs) 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 So little frog eyes peep out from... Oh, so oh my we, god. We could hold that portal at the end of the hall and just have our way with the rest of the place. No? I don't think I can cast a spell from here and No, no, survive. I mean we'll, we'll approach it from a different way. We just know we, we can probably extrapolate from the courtyard where the well is compared to where we are in the basement with some checks. Give but, me a give me a knowledge. You yeah, got you got jog, you got you got dungeoneering? I definitely have dungeoneering. Give that to me. Yeah, baby. Come on, Dabs. 25. You would guess that this room is just around the corner from what you've explored. Probably the next room. Um, can I can I determine what it that they appear to be waiting for something to come in the door? They are guarding the well from intruders from inside the keep. They're protecting the well. <laughs> That, there's another way to Iris Hill from there. I bet. Not that Dab saw. And, to, and if you put hold portal outside of a combat situation, you're looking at it lasting about a minute. Right. Because they have to make a check every round but to try to break just, it down. we're just searching the area south of that door. Could they long enough. They are, like, you sit there with those little frog eyes above the surface of the water staring around. How terrifying. As these standing corpses. 
and they don't they don't ever move. They just stand there with their swords, looking intently at that southern door. Poised and ready. Ready to kill anybody who approaches the well from the south. So we don't approach <laughs> the well. We know what's in the room. No. We could board up that door. Um Dabwick will not attempt to do anything else <laughs> but stealth their way back, Dip back down, down into the water and swim back Fair to enough. their friends. After about 20 minutes pass, you see uh, Boggart emerge from the lake and report as they will. Shakes off the water. That's so fun. Face, body, forms back into Dabwick and I report everything I saw. Doesn't exactly make the fort a safe place to hole up but we have options it helps to know the numbers I think right indeed we know there's an idu still and a soul sliver yeah and wasn't there something coming out of that? everybody give me an intelligence check <laughs> come on grip it's your time to shine it really is he normally rolls well yeah. on stuff like this I mean, I rolled a 15 for a 14. Okay. okay. He got better than me. Same. Ooh. Did I? Natural 20 for a 23. Sweet. Okay. So piecing together what you saw upstairs, Roni, which was the signs of folks going downstairs, including the trail of this ooze, Sholn hearing a bunch of things coming down the stairs and going this direction towards the well, and nothing ever emerging. I think the conclusion you would probably draw is folks exited through the well and left the undead soldiers behind to guard their retreat. And nothing has happened since then. Okay. And there's nobody you, there there's nobody there to seen, tell them otherwise. Right. Like guard yeah. our escape. Yes, and like based on Dabwick's understanding of the geography of the space, the relation of the well to where you were, we're talking literally right around the corner. If like Grip had gone one more square to the south, he might have seen this door that they're all staring at. It's all that close. When we were down in the hallway by the cells, you yes, mean? Yes, when okay, you were gotcha. not when you were not approaching the children. Yes. Right. So not long after Dabs's foray and the ensuing discussion, at about seven o'clock after two hours, a little black beetle comes scampering up to Dabwick to report, and this is so fun. I think what I'm actually going to do is just actually turn the entire first floor map of Iris Hill over to you all <gasps> oh <my laughs> to God. just walk around. I've seen a lot of it, huh? You have seen a lot of it. Um, I'm not going to give you any of that kind of context mm-hmm. because the beetle would not have that kind of context. Right. But let me let me pull it up here and give you a kind Information of is my favorite thing. Yes. When I was looking at my spell list last night, I was like, Katie's going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so the beetle comes back and Dabs reports to you that, okay, the complex is extremely large. There is this massive hedge all the way around the outside. And I've got to tell you, my friend, it is extremely dangerous. The thorns and brambles attempted to attack me, but I am very small. I do fear very much for people of your size. Take care, Dabwick. Take care. Beware the hedge. Now, the first thing I noticed is I crawled underneath the front doors into what seems to be sort of a gatehouse. And uh, you know what? On the map here, I'm going to open up this door. You all walk into it. Uh, Sure. Walk into that little gatehouse. Yeah, so the only path through this hedge is uh, a small building, maybe 
big reinforced doors on both ends. The only way in and out of the out of the hedge that I saw. <laughs> I'm gonna open up this next door into the grounds. And you can see the grounds. Everybody walk out into the grounds. Oh, it's a fairly big complex. Multiple buildings all surrounding a central well. Do you all see the well there? Tobiaries uh, surrounding the well. Multiple buildings. So down here on the south, I'm going to click on the map here, you all see. Down here, there's sort of like an outhouse, a little shed. I went in there. Just equipment. Nothing interesting. We'll save the manor house for last. Let's go. Oh, I know what you do. Let's go anti-clockwise. Starting in this building up over here. There's a building uh, about maybe 20 feet by 20 feet, detached, all by itself, sort of like a guest house. And I got, I poked around on the ground floor there. There's furniture, there's people stuff, and there's stairs that go up. I didn't go up because I'm a bug and I'm walking around trying to get out of the land. Windows, stairs. And then, oh, this next building, sort of at the, at the 12 o'clock position of this massive complex, there is a stable structure fairly normal stable, uh, an unusual amount of blood, an unusual <laughs> amount of blood. What is a usual amount? Oh, and you see the uh, the northeast corner, the, the opposite, opposite the doors where I presume the large horse creatures would come in and out. There was a hole in the floor. I went down that hole a little ways. Damn I did not like what I saw, smelled. Or heard. Understood, my friend. The nature of this spell means I can't tell you any creatures I saw down there, but I found the place so disturbing as an insect I didn't even want to enter it. But there is a there is there is some sort of complex below the stable floor. This next building, uh, at about the ten o'clock position, let's go up there. I think you people would call it a kitchen. There was food prep areas, there was a back room, there were stairs up. And you should picture these describing them as you walk around on this map, that the, the architecture in this town, you know, all of the first floors are, are constructed of stone, and they are smaller than the second floors. The second floors loom and hang over. It feels like these buildings are leaning in. They're very, so picture, just know, as you look at these ground floors, that I, you know, the, the, the aboves, which I did not go to, are much bigger, more space in all of them. You kind of picture that sort of Tudor-style yeah. overhang. Yes. They did that thing where like, they were taxed by the footprint on the ground floor. So everybody yeah. had like this tiny ground floor, and then they just built as much as they could mm-hmm. out on the second floor. So that's exactly what's happening here. And then the manor house. Well, I did not like this place, Tabs. I did not like the place at all. There was so much blood. And there, well, I know I'm not supposed to tell you about creatures, but there were lots of rats. There were lots of rats. There were three rooms, three rooms. This, this, this manor is about, it's like a, it's a, it's a U-shaped building. There's a long hall on the west, north to south. And then there's a big room on the north and a big room on the south. Long, long stone entrance hall filled with so many things, Dabwick. People things, so many people things. Trinkets and knickknacks, knickknacks and books. I had to climb over towers of leaning books. The floor was unusually damp, very, very wet. Dora is Sticky. Dora is immediately reminded of her dream 
of walking down a long, wet, floored hallway with towers of books on either side. Um, the, the bug's description of this is not identical, but you can start to imagine the room that may have given that dream inspiration. There's this room on the north. This big room, like a dining room, big table, and stairs that go up. Dora, as Dabs is describing this, you would assume those are the stairs that go past the suit of armor and into the the room where Mellison has been writing all these letters. Mm-hmm. Like, her desk is directly above that chamber. It's one room down to the south. Oh, it's a crazy people stuff room. Floor to ceiling, books, books and piles, books all over the place. Objects and boxes and trinkets and knickknacks and stairs that go up. I saw the stairs that go up. <laughs> and now I believe, Paul, because you cast this spell for like the next hour, you get a floating bonus. How does, how does that work? For the next six hours, you have the ability to re-roll one failed skill check as long as the check involves something about the location's layout, such as like a stealth check to sneak in, disable device, silence alarm, perception check to know it's a trap or something like that. Uh, and that basically manifests as like, Dabs remembers one thing that the beetle mentioned that I didn't say right now, and they get a little, uh, they get a little re-roll. Little bonus. That's yeah. great. That's what you're looking at. It's a lot of buildings there. It is. You've done very well, my friend. Thank you so much. The duration of my spell has ended. And the beetle <laughs> glitters off the side. Uh, oh. Now his watch has ended. Now my watch has ended. How fun is that? That's so cool. That's, well, that's really very cool. cool. Gosh. Magic is neat. And I think, okay, let's let's get into a little bit of this. Just a little bit. So the, the guest house. Yeah. As the beetle is describing that and Dabs is passing along this information, uh, Dora, you are fairly certain that this is the room in which you saw Gulliver Vaticus uh, with baby Ray, not baby, young Ray on his knee. This was their house, maybe? Guest house. The guest house. And then I think, so yeah, Dora, you would know that that the stairs on the north part of the ground floor of the manor would go up into Mellison's workroom, basically, Mm -hmm. the sort of reading room where her desk is and all that kind of stuff. And you would connect that front hallway to uh, some part of those the, those dreams you were having. There's something about this hallway that, mm-hmm. and I think I think I described it in that dream as like being but, filled with drooling mouths. These feel like the rooms of a hoarder. Oh, oh yeah, and the the bug would clearly lay out. You know, th- there are books yep. absolutely everywhere. Everything's a little weirdly wet, did, and there's blood all over the place. Did the bug see a hatch to a basement, or only the hole in the floor in the stables? The bug did not see a hatch to the basement. That does not mean, of course, that one does not exist, but the bug did not see one. Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't say that the stranger was working on a project in the basement. They said in the crypt. That's what they said. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're down in that hole then, mm-hmm. probably. And there is no Stella that's visible on this map. No. No, but it would be underground, I think. Oh, my God. You know what? This is a fucking beetle. (laughs) Yeah, it would know where the hatch to the basement is. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely would have to. Yes, yes. So, So I crawled underneath one of the rugs in the library room, and there was a sealed door locked up that, uh, like a hatch, seemed to go downstairs. It was underneath the rug. 
That's how awesome of a scout I was. That's pretty cool, Bug. That's from Johnny. <laughs> uh, the Bug could verify that the well in the center there, that the water emerges within sight of the top of the thing, so you would not expect... This is not like a... There's a surface well and then an underground thing where the well actually comes out. Like that is you can actually, see the water. You can see the water from the actual surface there. So that it's down deep, but there is no evidence of any room below that well. And oozes can traverse water. 100%. And as we, you know, as we deduced through the course of the long grinding of meat, uh, <laughs> that ooze does have intelligence and seem to be operating in... in in coordination, if not perhaps communication with, with the scum. Or maybe specifically with Dagrabatha? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, where does this lead the particular conversation yeah. as we're around 7 o'clock now? How do we get in? I mean, I still think that we hide out outside and wait for them to, uh, come, out. For them to come out. Yeah, I think if we're, if we're not going to clear out the fort, which now maybe looks like it, it, there's not much no to clear out. Um, Just a resource drain. Yeah, I, I I think I'm more for trying to do an ambush rather than trying to storm Great. the gates. me too. So we need um, knowledge of the surrounding area. But uh, So if they can traverse... Well, we don't know what Mellison can do. She's got to be a spellcaster of some kind, right? <laughs> The um, I keep wanting to say pangolin, but that's uh, penangolin. The penangolin, midnight is when that transformation. So up yeah. until midnight, just reads as just a woman. Yes, but the menangol would now have already transformed. Right. Sun Do we set. know that there is one, or just that that's what they create, or did you just give something away? Crap. <laughs> so either, either if we choose to ambush outside the gatehouse, let's say that we choose that. After midnight, either they come out that way or they go another way, but they're not in Iris Hill. Do those creatures fly in their... Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they could just pop over the hedge if they... <laughs> One oh, of yeah. them leaves their legs elsewhere, so I'm yeah. assuming that they fly. <laughs> well, yeah. But, okay. but yes. they'd have to, to drag back any bodies that they, that they wanted. Any people. Any people. They're not looking for bodies. They're looking for living people that they yeah. can sacrifice at the Stella. So, I mean, they've got to have at a plan Stella. of how they would get bodies back in. And it's, I doubt that it's going to be just grab one person and fly back. They may not be at taking them to the Stella alone. Though, but, okay, letters. so wasn't the, I, th I thought, and maybe I misunderstood what's happening at midnight, that they were coming for us specifically at midnight. Unknown for sure. Okay. Yeah, you don't, you don't know exactly what their plan is, except they think they can get as many bodies as they need at that time. Okay. But we certainly would be I have decided what they think that means. Yeah. And I'm yeah, waiting yeah, to yeah. see what you all do, but if if their plan is to feed the Stella, we are certainly probably the choicest targets in town. We know they did consider the specific nature of the refugees on the ship as being important to the stone of Alar, which requires essentially vagabonds, chaos and unknown and anarchists is kind of the, the feel of, of Alar, and they might need to sacrifice sort of outsiders or people with, without homes. Or We've sent them away. 
So that's good. We'll be sending them away. I'm thinking like we'll be. eight o'clock they take off. Yeah. That seems like enough time for that seems reasonable. Yeah. To so Roni, still what do four you hours think? before midnight, but enough yeah. time for people to get to the boat. What do you then, think about a good ambush spot? I don't I doubt they'll simply walk out the gatehouse, but Well we got two choices, right? If they walk out the gatehouse, we can ambush them. If they fly out the gatehouse and like take off, we can trap them from the air. Or we could actually go to one of the Stellas where we think they're going to be planning on sacrificing. Or captives. they could travel by well. Well, if they travel by well, like we got exactly. nothing. What? What about like if we try to scout out and if we can see when they leave, like if we can try to get in then and maybe kill the Penangal and find find the. Torso. The torsos, and um, while they're out, and maybe just fuck with them. Yeah. So a two a two prong plan: either ambush them if they come out, where we can ambush them, or once they go out, we go in. Ten, ten minutes, five, them. ten minutes after we go in. Mm-hmm. Which means we got to go scout that head. It's a three point plan because we've, we're already foiling the ship if that's one of their targets. Right. And the people in town that would be good candidates for sacrifice. Right. Makes sense to me. Yeah, so then the next thing I would say is to, like, look at, go back to another map and, like, look and see where would be a good choke point or ambush point if there is such a thing coming from Iris Hill down into the main town. It's a road that winds down the hill right into town. It's the the winding road that you first saw <laughs> Mama Lowell's really glowing. Yeah, very winding. So there's her too to think about her projection. Well, what about as a place to I mean like in, in the woods kind of here to at least have a view of this is so wo- the, the woods house. just to the kind of northish, northish eastish of the gatehouse mm-hmm. of Iris Hill looks to be a, like a fairly wooded area. Yeah, I would say, I would describe the environs at the base of the hill as very wooded. I would say that kind of unlike the top of the Fort Hill course hill, which was clearly and deliberately deforested so as to open the space, that's not the case with Iris Hill. That there are, you know, there is tree cover up to, you know, pretty close to the hedges, not close enough that you could climb a tree and drop down into it. Uh, but there are patches of trees all along that hill that you could certainly hide in, get a view of the road. There's a lot of twists and turns of that road as it comes down the hill. Uh, I think this picture on this map is pretty uh, demonstrative of you could probably find a couple of spots where you could you know, get, get, get some cover behind some trees and maybe catch a group coming around a corner, that kind of thing. Uh, it's fairly open view to the rest of the town just because the hill itself is tall. But I think when you're actually on there in the in the undergrowth, yeah, you could find ways to get cover from people on the road. So what if we like basically went in and then came over here and made our way around everything, moving through outside of town trees, entirely, outside mm-hmm. of town entirely, into the woods, until we came Arizona. all the way around here, so that we could check out the hedge and check out what we could see. You're talking about Where the back we- side of the. The compound here. Correct. Like, do all that before we pick an ambush. Do it before now. we pick a spot. But yeah, but so do that before they come out. 
Yeah. Just, yeah. I think we could get that done before the ship leaves still. So like in, in the next hour, like take care of yep. that piece and then we can either Let's give like that. a thumbs up or not or whatever to the ship. But yep. I think that would take about an hour if you're talking about walking all the way around the outside of town like that. So as the, you know, the sun has set and you're making your way through the woods around the north side of town, this is a part of the map here you have all never been in. It is very hilly, very forested, very rugged out there. As you past the north side of the hill that has Fort Hillcourse on it, you cross the one road out of town. Like, this is the road that probably Jared and Danae took to go back out onto the highway to get out of this area. Make your way through the forest near the base of Iris Hill on the north side, the non-town-facing side. And yeah, you can see the back of the estate from up there. From that direction, you would see, you know, the 20-foot tall hedge maze, and you would see the the upper two stories of the manor would be looming over the back of that. You know, the back of the manor is very close to the to the back of the hedge there, just about twenty feet away. What's your plan there? Are the are the houses are the buildings within the hedge taller than the hedge? Yes. Well, no. So the manor is, and I would say that uh, you would guess that it's probably likely that the manor has full legit second story and probably a attic so it is it's kind of like think of it more like a three-story building it's big yeah the other buildings that have a second story you're probably seeing maybe the top half of the second story above it because you know the hedge is tall it's 20 feet tall and when we're around this the north side of the hill yeah uh what is the what is the grade of the hill? Like, is it the is it the hedge, and then is it a sheer drop, or is it a slope all the way around? You've got a slope, let's say a slope to a steep drop. You've got plenty of maneuvering space away from the base of the wall to, like, walk around. You could have a fight there if you wanted to, and then it gets pretty steep the further away you get from it. Okay. So, and again, not like hill course where it's like, there's 100 feet clear on all sides, but there's no trees right there. What you do it? see, you do see, as let you get back here, I can put one of these last names on oh, the yeah. map here. Is it this place? Boom. You find, as you're skulking about on the edges of town on the north side there, <laughs> like crouching underneath the shadow of Iris Hill is another mansion. Old, old old, completely abandoned, lying in an absolute state of neglect. But as you sort of eyeball it over, it seems like at one point, this was uh, well-constructed, well-kept, perhaps... Give me me an old local check, Johnny, on this. I like this. I was going to say, is this uh, Countess Lowell's uh, place? The old Lowell's estate. 21. This is known locally as the Old Manor. This was Count Pragmas Lowell's the First's residence in Thrushmoor, where he lived while he oversaw the construction of Iris Hill, the mansion atop Iris Hill. When he moved into the new building, this mansion was converted into 
a stable for all of his horses. So this house big enough to house many, many families in town was turned over to his horses. And then basically by the time you get to Hazerton Lowell's the third, so his grandson, uh, the the Lowell's lost interest in maintaining such a massive structure just to keep horses in. So basically since the time of uh, our Count Lowell's dad, he was just like, fuck it, let it fall into disrepair and hasn't been tended to for probably like 50 years or so at this point. It is a known place that is, you think of it like condemned building where it's, it's like, it's probably dangerous to go in and uh, this is not a place where the local teens hang out because it's just a dank, depressing, moldering, crumbling place. Kind of an example of how much money this family has that they just let, a, they let one of their mansions just fall into ruin. Right. Got it. In terms of looking at the hedgerow, does it look like it's magical? Is it moving? Is it doing stuff? Like, How, cl- how close do you want to get? Uh, I will sneak up to it. Give me a stealth check. I will tap myself with the wand and do a stealth check. Roni goes invisible. Zoom. That is a 47. <laughs> Quiet and silent as a mouse. Roni <laughs> sneaks up the side of the hill towards the hedge. And Johnny, Roni has this experience of um, this, this hedge is so unnaturally, supernaturally dense. You can't see anything through it. And as you edge closer and closer and closer, you see that it's filled all 20 feet height of it with thorns because as you get closer and closer you see branches and vines on the outside of it extend their thorns at your approach as if somehow aware that uh, you might be approaching it it does not attack you but it does seem to there's something going on with it do you have any means of detecting magic I guess I will Use my identify, because then I'll be able to... Well, you can ask your buddy Dabs. <laughs> would you trust them to tell you the truth? I would not. <laughs> All right, I blow my identify. All right, give me a spellcraft check. That's a 33. I'm sorry, a 38. Wow. So analyzing... The auras going on here. Uh, Roni is its a little overwhelmed. There are essentially every square inch of this hedge is under a permanent plant growth and wall of thorns effect. You basically know the plant growth is going to make moving through it very, very slow. And that the wall of thorns component is going to mean taking damage... <laughs> every round that you do attempt to pass through it. That you can attempt to force your way through with strength checks, but uh, you would not consider them to be easy checks. All that could get through this unharmed would be something as tiny as a beetle or, say, a druid that had uh, whatever that, you know, undergrowth passage ability they have that Dabs doesn't have because Dab has given that kind of stuff up for more city stuff. So breachable, for sure, but at the cost of slow moving and uh, some pain. 
Alright, so where do we think? I think either here or down in this. Either just to the east of the gatehouse or down the hill a little bit, but down the winding path and in some of that tree covered area. Did you want to scout all the way around while you're invisible? Yeah. So I think the thing that might catch Roni's eye is that this gatehouse structure is only about maybe 15 feet tall, so it doesn't go quite to the height of the hedge. And, you know, it is like 15 feet wide. There are double doors set in the middle of it, but on top of it is just a roof. The hedge doesn't go over the roof. One could conceivably just, if one had a way, could just go over that building and get in. Like that is... Again, like as the gatehouse provides a break at ground level, it you know there's nothing, there's no hedge above it as well. So if you were in a climbing mood, there's a little pocket to get through there. Awesome. So then, not, that's not suggesting you do it, but like I, you would notice. Like that like, seems there's a way a to get through. There without. is a break. Yeah. Okay. So circling around, those are the the two main discoveries: sort of the nature of this wall and the fact that uh, and how this gatehouse break works. So let's send people on the ship off. Yep. Yep. Send him out. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Skywin. So I'm. I'm to go out, and return tomorrow evening. What time do you want me to return? Dusk. Yeah, dusk. Is there a signal we could arrange so that I would know it's safe to actually return and dock? Would one of my like flare, cartridge from one of the tall hills? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Great. Well, then we'll say then we'll say that. The Selen Starling unmoors and leaves Thrushmore with the backup buddies, with all of the NPCs from book one, with several important NPCs from book two that we haven't met yet. We know some names all packed in there. They head out onto Lake and Carthen. And what's your plan? Uh, I think that we we pick a good spot. Outside the gatehouse. Outside the gatehouse, not too far away from the gatehouse, and wait for, for them to come out and, and get ready. The party makes their way back up Iris Hill, finds a little copse of trees where they've got a good view of the gatehouse, hunkers in, and waits to see what happens. That is the end of Chapter 63. We'll pick it up next time. Oh. Good luck. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>